0: Well, the state, uh, New York State Controller of um, uh, here in New York. Well, obviously, New York State Controller, so he would be in New York. Is a very good friend of ours and uh, a wonderful person. It's Tom DiNapoli, who's with us live via telephone, and I had uh, we asked him to to come on, especially in light of the uh, uh, anti-Semitic incidents of in the last few weeks and his statements regarding those. Uh, but then I was sent something that he, meaning the Honorable Thomas DiNapoli, is responsible for in terms of uh, having written and edited. And uh, I, I think I'm going to start with that. It was sent to me in advance of this conversation. And uh, frankly, for those of us who are uh, fascinated by both Jewish and Italian history, uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, Tom DiNapoli, the uh, New York State Controller, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM.
1: Nakam, it's been too long. I'm glad to be back on, and, and hopefully it'll go well, and you'll have me on sooner again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think the last time, or one of the last couple of times we saw each other, was actually at the Hampton Synagogue, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
1: yes exactly. Yes, exactly right. Yes, which, yes. Mark per- and I brings uh, quite a group together.
0: Yeah. To say the least. And of course, so we love your participation to celebrate Israel parade as well. Well, you you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and and obviously the there are a couple of uh, uh, news items that are what we would call the topics of the day, which we'll get right, to. But right. we were sent this amazing piece about Italian Jewish history yeah. uh, or the I mean, you, you'll put it better than we can. And I was was this was this something recent that you edited or something from a while it- ago?
1: It's a few years ago it's actually when I was still in the state assembly a, a dear friend of mine who unfortunately passed away uh in uh, uh last fall uh in uh, September Mario Mignoni headed the Center for Italian Studies at Suny Stony Brook and he had many different kinds of programs and he decided to have a, a program focused on uh the Jewish experience on the Italian peninsula through through the centuries, and because the Jewish community g- going back to ancient Rome had been a strong presence on the peninsula through all the 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 historical trends uh, since then and over the years, so he convened an academic um, seminar conference uh he had me give some greetings uh and he had scholars present various papers on uh the history of the Jews treatment uh in ancient times what was experienced during the holocaust written by uh italian Jews who grew up there some written by Jews that came from uh germany or austria and found a safer harbor in italy during uh the experience of world war 2 and the holocaust the studies generally show of the countries italy not the best but among among the the better in terms of protecting jews and not uh uh, not having them be sent off to
0: the camp i I think i think you couldn't have put that better the way you said it because obviously nobody was great when it came to that area but but italy was bad and and you know we've broadcasted from venice and i've been to rome and i've been fascinated by the history myself and there was a uh if 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 for if nothing else and i know that this you know whether it legitimizes um uh, you know people's activities or not i'm not getting into i'm not here to judge others but the the reality is if you look at recent uh, italian jewish history 20th century obviously yep. obviously the holocaust being unfortunately you know major part of that uh, yep. if, if not for the influence of other countries you'd yep. have to conclude that jews would have had a complete safe haven in italy yeah. Well, cuz the interesting thing you had you had, you know,
1: Mussolini aligned with Hitler right. and yet and yet, it was the everyday Jews, the people in the, in, the, in the villages, even many of the church officials, who ignored the racial laws that came in in 1938. You know, part of it is, you know, the Italians are not necessarily so good on laws to begin with, right? <laughs> you know, especially if they're ones that they don't uh, comport, comport with how they view the world. So they had neighbors who were Jewish for, you know, for generations. They were, to them, they were Italians. So, uh, and even in terms of law enforcement, it just wasn't their thing. The problem was, when Mussolini was, uh, was pushed out, and the Germans came in and propped them up again, as you recall. And and that's really when the Germans were occupying. It was no longer the Italian army, it was the German army. And that's where uh, we have the terrible situations of Jews being killed in Italy or Jews being sent to camp. So again, better than some other countries, but not perfect. We even had a celebration in in, in Great Neck, Tony D'Orso, who's our local assemblyman now, he has the seat I used to have. Uh, He was honored at Temple Emmanuel in Great Neck because he he was a five-year-old boy, but his Father hit a Jewish family in the mountains where they were living in Italy. Tony was a lookout for when the Germans were coming through and they saved this family and uh, it 's an example of those stories. But what I tried to do knock on uh, with the book, so I was tasked with uh, organizing the essays, doing some editing, or, you know, putting them in, in an order that made sense. And, and the the thrill for me with that book, I, I contributed in terms of my writing, the forward. And I tried to express my view of of the tremendous similarity between the, the Jewish families and New York families uh, that I've experienced through my life. And one of the phrases I've used, somebody re- referred to it, I saw on a blog recently, you, you, you put an Italian grandmother next to a Jewish grandmother, mm-hmm. and, and if you... And if you if if you hide the the star or the cross. You can't tell the difference between the two of them right. because they are loving people. They care about their children and their grandchildren, big-hearted, uh, and we get so much from our mothers and our grandmothers in terms of how we treat people and interact. And I think the fact that the Italians and the Jews came to New York at pretty much the same time, suffered some some of the same hardships, pushed into the same neighborhoods, right? The Lower sure, East Side, you know, the, sure. the push carts who were they? they were the Jews and the Italians, right. and and faced a lot of challenges. I, I think. It is no surprise there's a tremendous affinity between the communities that continues to this day in New York.
0: Even uh, pe- pe- young people wouldn't even believe that, you know, the, the massive Jewish communities of Brooklyn right now, you know, 50 years ago, were a big mix of Jewish and Italian. I mean, that yeah, was essentially yeah. what was going on.
1: When, when my my father's side settled in, uh, in East New York, Brownsville, and uh, my grandmother would tell me look, her best her best friends were 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 Jewish. I mean that's that's what it was. It was Jewish Italian, and and they got along, mm. and and they learned how to respect each other and like each other, and they, look economically they were pretty much the same. They were you know uh, maybe, maybe the, the Jewish fathers were shopkeepers, the Italian fathers like my grandfather they were barbers. You know they they had their own small businesses, or had another grandmother that she would bake and sell you know her baked goods. You know very uh, basic level entrepreneurship that centered around the neighborhood and. Centered around relationships, very similar experiences, and uh, you know we've we have, we have these later generations that, that we don't have an appreciation for that, no and, uh, and that's why I, I tried to capture the forward that that the and perhaps the closeness in America. Is is something that actually can be traced back to uh, a very strong, a positive relation that went back to the Italian Peninsula. Now that's uh, you have to keep in mind, it wasn't all perfect, right? Yeah. Ghetto, the word ghetto right. it began in Italy, right. Right? In, uh, in Venice, right? In Venice and some of the other cities. Sure. The the southern part of Italy was ruled by the Spanish, right. So when the Inquisition came, it it what that forced is, is, is conversions or uh, Ital- Italian Jews that were living in Sicily, you know, move move further off the peninsula to the parts of Italy that were right. Weren't but, but but even, but even but.
0: with that and, and I I could discuss this topic with you for yeah. hours but, yeah. but last point even with that uh, it, it is the it is the uh, largest and uh, and longest running active yes. jewish community on on the planet yes. i mean yes, we're, we're, we're talking about a jewish community that's you know uh, essentially over 2000 i think we could say even closer to 2500 years old at this yes. point Yes, so,
1: even we did. A, there was a paper on a uh, a little village in Sicily, and and it was an area where the Jews were were moved out because of the Inquisition. But uh, to, this, to modern times, they still have a, a ceremony around Easter time called the Feast of the Jews, where, where the schoolchildren dress up in costumes and, and, and so, well, it's, it's obviously a legacy of Purim. Right. And, and although th- there are Jewish families there anymore, that celebration stuck in the local culture, and that Feast of the Jews continues, and not in a pejorative way, but just in a way of, this is part of what our, our history and our celebration, our folklore has been about. So yeah. it's fascinating. It's actually fascinating. And people
0: also, have to remember when you know when Jewish slaves were building the Colosseum. There were there were. Other Jews in other areas of Rome that were living as regular citizens at that time. Right. That's right. So it's a, it's, right. it's really when you think of a continuous Jewish community, yes, tremendous challenges and a lot of hardship as you describe. But the continuous part is fascinating, and again, that special relationship, however you want to you know regard the word "special" in this case between the Italian community and the Jewish community, is something uh, certainly to take note of. That's for sure. The Honorable yeah. Thomas DiNapoli is with us, State Controller in New York. Here. All right. So look uh, at, at the recent event that you were at, this is what you said. Uh, Tom DiNapoli said, it's hard to believe how the numbers of anti-Semitic incidents of hate violence are going up in the New York metro area. And here's the quote, you being here show that we will not accept this as the new normal. What we take from today in our homes, workplaces, houses of worship, neighborhoods, that's where we must fight hate. And, uh, and then you recommended that people actually see the Auschwitz exhibit, which I saw and it's pretty amazing in lower Manhattan. Mm, uh, yeah. I, I mean, what were you thinking? What went through your mind as you heard all these news stories come up? And now, thank God, it does seem over the last couple of weeks that it's calmed down a bit. I don't want to give an eye in horror, as, you, as we would yeah. say. But w- what were your thoughts as you saw these, uh, these episodes escalate in the New York area? Yeah, I lived my whole life in New York, and uh, I, I live in
1: Great Neck. Of many uh, dear neighbors and friends who are Jewish, and uh, always a sense with our laws—you uh, know, dealing with hate crimes and 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 non-discrimination, and and working against bullying, and all the different things we do. See, a sense of progress, and New York having a reputation of being a tolerant uh, city and tolerant community. Right. It just totally, totally. Uh, uh, smashed against my reality of what I thought our community was about. Because you're not just talking about an isolated incident here and there. There's a pattern that's evolving. And it's alarming. It, 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 it's, it's alarming because it, it, it rips at the fabric of, of, of how we've defined community over, over a long, long period of time and expresses itself in violence that, that is lethal that is lethal i mean you know the 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 the, the attack in Muncie, the yep. the uh the bakery the bakery attack in jersey i mean this is not just as horrible as it is, bad words, right? They're trying to offend somebody. This is outright killing. And and it's 2020. What 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 have have we learned? Nothing. Have we so fallen apart in terms of our link of community? Uh, and 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 it really was a sense of frustration. Maybe part of it is I you know I asked somebody uh... when when I was lining up for the march in in, uh, in downtown Manhattan for for Brooklyn. It was also there, and I turned to to a friend and I said. Uh, Is it uh, it that there's more of this now than ever? And he looked at me and said, you know, there was probably always a lot of this and it just that wasn't reported, and now people are paying more attention. I don't you know, maybe the truth is somewhere in between. But but we have to recognize that 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 uh uh it's it, it it's a real challenge, and we have to recognize too, it, it cannot just be on the criminal justice side, as important as that is, we have to hold people accountable. But there's something poisoning the minds of our citizens, and we've got to start with the young people. They've gotta know the history, they've gotta know the, the the how terrible intolerance is, and it's not just a question of a bad word, labeling people, defining them as the other, dehumanizing them, making them a target, then for uh, painting a swastika on a, on, a, on a tombstone, throwing a brick through a store window, uh, a shooting somebody, blaming the ills of the world, and not them. Look, the other challenge we have, we have to be honest. We have a lot of people with mental illness out there, and so you 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 combine, you know, a a hatred with with a mental imbalance, and 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 you get this. So, so part of my issue is it's great to be at the march, but what you what are we saying in our homes? What are we saying to the children? What are we saying, especially if we hear a young person say something out of line? Are we do we laugh at it, or do we correct it and say, "Hey, there's a history here that you need to be aware of," and and I did say. Take your child to the the, the Museum of Jewish Heritage, right. the Auschwitz exhibit. It is so powerful. Now I had uh, in 2018, I had I was in uh, Katsuwa in Poland for the climate talks, right. and we stayed in Auschwitz, and I look on the map, and say, wait a minute, Auschwitz. This is Auschwitz. Auschwitz is the Polish name for, for Auschwitz. And so we had a, a day Sunday. There weren't many activities, and I said to my team, "But I said we have to go. To, we can't be staying in Auschwitz and not see this firsthand." And you know, I've read I've read stuff. I had never to, gone to a camp before. But you go to Auschwitz and you walk through the gate, you walk into the barracks, you see those haunting photographs, you learn first the Poles were brought in, then the plan was for the Russian soldiers captured. But ultimately, it was turned into the place to exterminate the Jews. And Auschwitz is one piece, and you walk over to Birkenau, and you have this massive field with the with remnants of the barracks. I mean, they, they've reconstructed some, but you see they, where there was row after row after row after row of the barracks, and you see the children's barracks, and you see the, the children's paintings that were, were preserved, and you know whether they were painted by children or painted by the, the overseers to make the children feel like they were in some pleasant place. It just, and, and just the enormity of, of knowing how many people were killed there in such a brutal way. And seeing you're in a town, some of these Homes were probably around these camps to begin with. What 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 did the people think was going on in there? It's just it's 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 just mind boggling. So this notion that it can't happen again, uh, we have to get that. Out of it. it it can happen again. I'm not predicting it. I'm concerned about what's going on. But you know, people forget that the, the German society was an evolved society. Yep. They had laws. Uh, they were a respected society, and and yet this group took over. And and one of my other trips years ago, Nakam, I, I went with Arturo Law School, sponsored a trip to Berlin, uh, that looked at the legal question, how, how do the Nazis use the legal system to, to advance their goals? We had a meeting in the Vance Palace where the final solution was... Uh, agreed to and talked about where all these where all these evil uh... Nazis gathered and and talked about it and and we went into the courtrooms and we saw the historic pictures where the German judges became Nazi judges and 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 perverting their own good laws. This can happen and 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 and. and, and the young people, especially, it's not that long ago, and the survivors—some are still alive. We're losing them every year. Yeah. Their testimonies mean a great deal, and, and they, they go out into the schools and my community on Long Island. I know in the city, we, you know, we're going to lose them in a few years. We, we must record them. And I know in many of the Holocaust museums, they do that. People, young people, need to know. Within within the recent past, this horror has happened. So, any time there's an incident that crosses the line, where there's harm inflicted and, and an epithet expressed, uh, we need to just confront it
0: head on. All right, say, I, I, no,
1: I, not, not acceptable.
0: Not I, acceptable. I can't thank you enough for the way you speak on this topic, I'll tell you. And I, unfortunately, we're out of time. But I, I, Ten seconds on this. Ten seconds. I'm curious. Yeah. Are you paying a lot of attention to what's happening in the U.S. Senate right now or limited attention to what's going on in the U.S. Senate right now? Uh, i
1: can, I have to be honest with you i can 't watch much of it because right. it's it 's distressing it's you uh, know the country is being torn apart and and you know it's it, it, you see the it 's going to be a political solution at this point uh no doubt uh where the president will be exonerated and and all we will achieve is become even more divided so uh it 's not a good time in politics i say i'll, I'll end on this you know, people sometimes to of say oh don't you wish you're in Washington these days Thank God I'm in Albany. (laughs) Albany's Albany's got its own problems. But Washington right now, nothing's getting done. It's not not good for the American people. Not good for the American people.
0: Uh, Thank you for everything, and thanks so much for joining us this morning.
1: We'll have to do it again, and next time we'll talk about some of our investments in Israel. Yes, the I, I, fund.
0: that's usually like our number one topic, but I got dis- yeah, well, I, 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 I got distracted by history today. What can I tell well, you? <laughs> but, but with what we're living through, it's important. A hundred percent. Thanks so much, Mr. DiNapoli. Thanks. Take care. Have a good one. Tom DiNapoli is the New York State controller. Amazing. Just amazing. I almost called him Rabbi DiNapoli when he was uh, speaking about traveling to Eastern Europe and the lessons learned there. Unbelievable.